Brands don't understand the difference between browsing and buying keywords. And so the browsing keyword is like a pet treat. Uh, you know, you don't know what pet it, the person has. You don't know if it's a dog, cat, hamster, but some people will bid on those and they'll waste their money. Hey everyone, this is Norm Ferrar, aka The Beard Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today on this long weekend special, yes, what is it? Canada Day and Independence Day, Independence Day on the 4th, of course, but uh, we are going to be talking about how to simplify uh, effective, or just, let's try that again. Simple yet effective strategies for your Amazon business in 2023. How do you succeed in 2023? What are some of the key elements in running a brand? And how do you build and organize your team structure? Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Okay, like I said, we're going to be talking about simple yet effective strategies for your Amazon business in 2023. Our guest is an e-commerce expert with extensive experience helping eight and nine-figure DTC brands succeed on Amazon. As the leader of Full Circle, Circle, his goal is to run a tight ship and ensure that every aspect of their operation is optimized for success. His expertise in the industry is backed by multiple eight-figure exits of his own brands in Amazon on Amazon four years ago, which has given him valuable insight into what it takes to achieve success in a competitive marketplace. And we do know how competitive that marketplace is. Okay, first-time guest will be welcoming Ken Freeman. Just a sec, though, we have a, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by Jeff Schick Legal. Amazon suspensions are very real, but how do sellers like us protect ourselves against these costly suspensions without spending thousands of dollars? For a very low monthly retainer of just $89, get full access to Amazon attorney Jeff Schick. Mention Lunch with Norm and receive 50% off the first two months. Visit jeffschick.com today. That's J-E-F-F-S-C-H-I-C-K.com. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, now, Ken. All right, Norm. Great to meet you. All the way from Mexico. Pleasure to see you. Un placer. Yeah, and, and you too. So this is the first time you're on the, uh, the show. One of the things that I was interested in, uh, just as we were starting to talk, you said that, uh, uh, well, I'll let you say it, it, your backstory, just a little bit before we get started. Yeah, great. Um, I started in the e-commerce space nearly a decade ago, and um, a lot of what you're sharing about, of, about masterminding and connecting with other entrepreneurs was really transformative my journey. But uh, when I started, I didn't know any other sellers, any other entrepreneurs, and I was waiting tables in a restaurant. And uh, my childhood best friend and I, you know, started learning about FBA just, uh, you know, kind of before this huge wave came in. And uh, we started in a very bootstrap way, you know, just ordering 100 units from China of a particular product. And somehow that just snowballed into a into a really huge business that. We had to learn as we were going, 
making lots of friends and connecting with other people and uh, was really transformative. So, you know, after just three or four years of starting my business, we actually grew it to a size that we were able to sell to Thrasio, which we were actually one of the first companies to ever sell to Thrasio, which is kind of like a, a very famous and now infamous aggregator. And uh, that was very cool experience. And then since then, um, after a, a great exit, which was really kind of life changing for us, um, I've gotten into brand management and just been teaming up with lots of exciting, very cool brands, cool products, and, uh, you know, kind of connecting our Amazon specific skills and strategies with these products that we believe in and helping them succeed. So it's been oh, a long journey. Good. It's yeah. been a long journey, but you're just, yeah, I mean, you're just a pup. I have <laughs> been you. in it forever. You know, I'm a fossil when it comes to this stuff. So it's nice to have, you know, some, uh, you know what? It sounds like I'm a grandfather, my grandfather, yeah, you young bucks, but <laughs> You've got the wisdom. You've got yeah, the wisdom. But you know what? It's it's so great that 10 years ago you could be waiting a table and now you're a very successful um not only Amazon brand, but you you've also been able to take these eight and nine figure people or uh, brands and you know get them onto Amazon. So it's so cool to see what you did 10 years ago. And how quickly it could change. And that's, you know, we're talking 10 years ago, but I'm talking about people that get into this business for two or three years, just like you, you know, and you see a life changing event. Now, I can't say that for everybody. There's, there's definitely a formula here. And the formula is, it's simple. Just do action steps, steps. You know, if you're, if you're if you have great intentions, that's all you'll have is great intentions. You'll listen to these podcasts and never do anything. And one of the other things, and I think Kelsey probably told you about this. I'm a little long-winded and I go down many different rabbit holes. But you know what? If you try to implement everything you learn on this podcast, you'll go crazy. If you listen to the podcast and oh, okay, that sounds good, and you might take one action point or every other podcast, or one action item a week. So that's three podcasts, one a week, and you implement it, you're going to have a huge change in what you're doing in your Amazon career, or Walmart, or e-commerce career. But um, I always tell our boys, I have three sons, and I don't care what they do, but if they do it, do something one hour a week, and after a year, you'll be an expert and it's life changing. So anyways, I just wanted to state that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just uh, everyone likes hacks, right? Everyone's like a, wants the, the newest hack, but it's really combining everything together. You know, you know, having a disciplined, scheduled life and, and getting clarity and then taking action items, you know, action steps on everything that we're learning, right? If we right. can't digest it, we can't take any action from it. And and you do have to take some time off. Like one of the uh, one of the things I try to do is I will work and I'll work solid and I'll concentrate on what I'm doing, but then I have to take that 15 minute half hour break. I do uh like usually at three o'clock in the summer, 
nice days like this. Three o'clock is my, okay, I'm going out for a cigar break. Uh, and then I, I get back to work, but it gives me an hour just to chill. I'm not looking at my phone. Uh, I'm doing something completely different. You know, it's, it's just, you got to escape from that. And these are things, by the way, you will learn in these types of masterminds. And uh, what I could do, too, is uh, maybe in our Facebook group, we'll post a bunch of uh, masterminds or Facebook groups that, uh, uh, you know, people can join, not only just for Amazon, but I'm going to give a, a plug out to um, young entrepreneurs. So not young, they've changed, YEO, it's entrepreneur organization. So you might have a successful business and you're dealing with Amazon, how can you expand your business that much further? And what I found uh, back in the day, back in the 90s, um, actually our EO form has met for 27 or 28 years. And if you don't know EO, check it out. If you're selling over a million dollars, million and a half in sales, uh, you have to, this will be vetted. So you'll have to prove it. But you're going to have what I call your own trusted board of advisors. So you have a monthly meeting. They have these universities that are really cool. You have to pay for it. But at the end of the day, you also have these forms. And these forms are just a, a group of people that are confidential uh, from different walks of, or different types of uh, industries. And they become, like I said earlier, the board of advisors. And it's so cool to have. Uh, I know they've helped me out a million times. And you couldn't get that just by talking to your next door neighbor, you know? And like for our group was, I think it was around 10 people. Maybe it was 12 at one time, but 10 people. And we still get together every year, 28 years later. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. They, say, they say your network is your net worth, right? So... Yeah. Surround yourself by, with success. And unbelievable, but the 10 people that we have in our group represent probably, probably uh, well over a billion in sales. Yeah, I mean, right, you're annually. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. So anyways, it, it really does work. Uh, okay, so let's get into some of the topics that we were going to talk about today. So... Let's start off with simple yet effective strategies that e-com owners or Amazon order owners can do right away. Awesome. Sounds good. <clears throat> yeah, there's so there's so many things. And, you know, you mentioned before, everyone knows the game is much more competitive than it used to be. Uh, it's almost, uh, it, it could be almost a little embarrassing looking back at some of the things that we were doing in the beginning. And yet we still were able to have some success, thankfully. But now, you know, everyone that's coming into Amazon, I mean, uh, is usually very well funded, you know, it's a huge operation. So everything that we have to do, even if we're more bootstrapped, which is, you know, no problem at all, we just have to be very, uh, very thorough and very intentional with everything that we do. So, you know, how do people find you? You know, it starts off by ranking for keywords and, um, and when they do find you, you know, or when they're scrolling to the page, you have to win the main image, right? Because as everyone is scanning through their phones, looking so quickly, people are making decisions so fast. So something that we've been utilizing, especially more and more recently, is a lot of different A-B testing, right? So we need, really need to stand out. So winning the main image and uh, a company that we like to work with that I'm not associated with, but I think their, their product's fantastic is called Intel Levy. 
So we've been uh, basically Intel Evy is like a, a polling software where you can essentially put your main product image or other aspects of your listings in comparison to others. And for cost about $1 a vote, roughly, you can actually have 100, 200 people vote on, hey, which image, which would you select, essentially? So you can stack your main images up against your competitors and uh, really within an hour have the results with uh, some really specific advice as well. People will look at your main image, look through all your listings and say, hey, I like this. I like this person's, uh, I, I like the way they call this out or this is how I would use the product. It's very, very insightful to have, you know, especially if it's your own brand or product, you're just looking at it every single day. So sometimes you get kind of, uh, you know, it, uh, a little blind, I guess. So, so what, it's really what good. was that service called? It's called Intel Levy. There's a couple others. I think Cellametrics is another one that's pretty popular. Yeah, and, uh, PicFu, uh, Product Pinion. There's, there's yeah. a few of them out there. Yeah, great. So I'm, you know, um, I'm sure they're all quite similar. So, yeah. so um, uh, I'm just kind of curious. You said that it's a, about a buck a, a vote, and you know, some people, especially if you're new, might be going, "Oh my gosh, you know, that's that's going to be a lot of money." How many people? How many votes? do you need to have a really uh, good opinion on where it sits? Yeah, I would say probably a minimum of 50, right? But minimum, yeah. Minimum of so. 50. We do 100 or 200, and then you get a lot of great, um, incredible metrics that are very insightful. And if you just really think, you know, you use all these different softwares, Helium 10, Seller Sprite, Jungle Scout, whatever it may be, and see, you know, hey, if you want to get on first page or the top 10 on first page, what sort of money is there to be made? And if that is your goal, which you don't have, you know, in order to succeed on Amazon, you don't have to be in the top 10 of your category. You know, there's lots of money to be made all around. But depending on what your goals are, you know, really uh, 50, 100 or $200 investment to get a lot of insights, which would increase, increase your click through rate. And then ultimately the amount of sales you're generating, you know, one can, you can do the math and see if that's worthwhile for you or not. But it's been very helpful for us. Very insightful. Right. Yeah. So don't worry about 200 bucks. Uh, you'll get that back. I mean, you have to be, if you're worried about 200 bucks uh, and trying to get that information, like that, that split. And I, this happens all the time with me. I'll think I've got the perfect picture until I split test it. And I find out that 70% like the other picture and that yeah. one picture is worth thousands and thousands of dollars could be depending on your niche just spending that two hundred dollars is just put money in your pocket yeah absolutely and so you know i started totally bootstrapped and put all the money that i had with my childhood best friend into our business and that was it was either gonna succeed or or not right and you know so i would say if anyone else is bootstrapped out there you know have a very specific budget for yourself. You say, Hey, this is the amount of money that I can really invest in that. You get your products, you, you order your, your units, you know, you get your creative done and, you know, make sure you save money in there for your pay-per-click um, and then different sort of testing things like that. But then, you know, only invest what you're willing to potentially lose in a way as well. So then you can be very, if you're too tight or restricted, you you know, you're with your money in a way. In those ways, you're probably not going to have too much luck, right? You have to be very calculated and try not to make uh, your decisions just emotionally. You know, you really want to 
be wise and a little bit detached from uh, from the business in a way so you can make the best decisions. Right. So 2023, we're talking about strategies right now. Are there any other strategies that you can see? Yeah. So, um, you know, really mastery of pay-per-click is extremely important, right? And Norm, you've been in the game for a while. I mean, when I got started, the amount of the amount of uh, just sponsored ad spots has been was was a fraction of what they are today, right? So, you know, when you search for anything on Amazon, you have your top banner spot, then you have rows of sponsored ads and stuff. So, you know, when you're fine, when you have your product, and you say, hey, if I want to succeed with this product, these are the keywords that I have to win. You really have to be extremely analytical and implement a a very tactical PPC strategy. So you say, hey, these are my top keywords in order. If I want to win, I have to go after these. So you have different sort of buckets of strategies. So say, hey, maybe for uh, X amount of time, one, two, three months, I'm actually willing to, and you know, we can be much more aggressive with some of our brands that we're working with that are already you know, at quite a scale. But say, hey, if we really want to rank for these, we have to push it hard. And how do we do that? PPC is a, is, you know, a great lever, one of the best levers within Amazon to increase your ranking. So we make very tactical campaigns where we're willing to you know do lots of top of search placements and things like that for our most important keywords and we push that um, that's incredibly important also what i'm seeing you know so many of the brands that i work with i i, I really work with a lot of d2c brands what they're doing outside of amazon is also very big right so mm. uh, i can't say enough about really building a brand right so now building a brand there's so many brands that are specific just to Amazon and my own brands were Amazon specific, right? Just standalone on Amazon. But, um, you know, especially as a lot of um, manufacturers from China now sell on Amazon and a lot of very well-connected people were, you know, it's, you don't want to compete on price alone. So I would say lots of external strategies, Google ads, Facebook ads. What I'm really curious about right now is organic uh, TikTok. So there's just lots of different sort of affiliate things you can do or product giveaways and stuff. So, and many of the brands that we're working with do this, which is quite interesting, especially if you can just offer free products, but having lots of, um, you know, product videos made, which you can both use for UGC, but then it also direct them back to Amazon because Amazon loves when you bring external traffic into their platform. And the way that they reward you is by increasing your rank, right? So they know, where the traffic is coming from. So, um, you know, the game is certainly more complex than it used to be. And that means um, it's going beyond what everyone else is doing. And I would say a lot of the brands that I'm working with, they've really, the D2C brands have to master all these different, you know, Facebook, Facebook, Google, TikTok, et cetera, to succeed. And that really is creating a brand. And when you have a real brand, uh, that's something that's powerful and people are willing to pay more for a brand that they believe in as opposed to, a no-name private label product. Yeah, I, I remember uh, Mike McClary over at uh, Amazing. It used to be ASM. Uh, they used to call it ASM, yeah. the Amazing Selling Machine. He used to call it Blitz Marketing. So you just couldn't go out with your PPC campaign. You should drive traffic from all sorts of multiple sources uh, to get that bump, even like on a product launch or just to maintain. And by the way, when I started... Uh, 2013 there was no ppc on amazon none you just throw up a product and it would if you did it right it would stick which was crazy back in the day um 
And oh, it's yeah. kind of similar to Walmart right now, which is, you know, Walmart uh, doesn't cost a lot for your PPC, but it's not hard to rank on Walmart. And uh, mm-hmm. as long as you do it right. Uh, some of the things like I, I was listening to what you're talking about with your uh PPC strategies. A couple of things when you're talking about keywords, what I'm finding and when I'm talking to uh, brands is that a lot of brands don't understand the difference between browsing and buying keywords. And so the browsing keyword is like a pet treat. Uh, You know, you don't know what pet the person has. You don't know if it's a dog, cat, hamster, but some people will bid on those and they'll waste their money. Then the next one, let's say it's a bully stick. I use this example quite a bit. Well, that's a buying keyword. However, you're going to blow your your budget easily if you're just launching and you're trying to get bully stick. So we try to go and, and we try to break it into silos and we call them uh, primary uh, long tails, which would be grass-fed bully stick, organic bully stick, six-inch six bully stick, And then we find the long tails in each silo. And then what we'll do is we'll try to find how many, uh, uh, like you could have huge search volume. uh, Let's say six inch grass fed natural bully stick. Um, No, sorry. Let's say it's natural bully stick. You can see that it has 20,000 searches, but it's, it's still going to be a little pricey to to go and go after. So you go down your list and you could see that it maybe there is a six inch natural bully stick or an organic natural bully stick or grass fed or natural bully stick. And you can see the search volume, but it's not necessarily the search volume. It's what people are buying on. So you need to have these types of tools, these keyword research tools to see what, and you can also use, by the way, um, reports within Amazon now that they offer them, the search query uh, uh, performance report, I think it's called, um, to see what keywords you're actually um, selling on or what keywords sell. And people make a huge mistake by just using and uh, going targeting the wrong keywords. I don't know how you feel about that. Yes. A, a couple of points there. Absolutely right about, um, you know, it can be really attractive, right? If you, if you're mentioning a pet treat or whatever it may be, because the search volume is going to be crazy high for that. Right. But, you know, you would find by looking through your search query performance reports, which uh, we've internally built out some really cool dashboards, because if anyone looks at their search query performance reports, you know, you can download the por- reports and, play with them for a while. My wife is actually, she has a master's in data science. So we've been able to build out some very cool dashboards. So we're actually tracking on a timeline, our conversion rate, click-through rate, purchases on a ASIN and keyword level. And then also how our PPC performs for those exact keywords as well. So very interesting. And yeah, especially at first, I would not go after something like pet treats. Um, No. (laughs) So and I mean, I God only knows how expensive the cost per click and stuff would be for that. But then also what you're you're mentioning as well, I kind of see it as like climbing up a ladder. So you're mentioning you kind of have that root keyword in there and all of the other variations or long tail f- forms of that. So especially if people have uh, more of a conservative budget with these things, it's great to start off with highly, highly relevant keywords that will have a lower search volume, but a higher 
you know, intent to buy rate, right? So you can start off at the lower level and you can, you know, push that with PPC as one, one example, external traffic strategies as well. But, you know, you can begin to rank on that. And, you know, there's definitely going to be a relationship between um, if the root of that keyword is in there, you know, slowly you can generate traction, you can rank for that keyword, and then you can begin it to generate some organic sales. And then you can go slightly higher up the ladder for the next bigger, highly relevant keyword and so on and so forth. And then until maybe you can make a splash into pet treats as the, as the end goal, but you don't want to put all your PPC budget there for sure. So that's, right. I mean, that's a great strategy and we definitely use that as well. Other brands though, that just come in big with, uh, you know, really big pockets, essentially, that's not the best example because it's too, too generic, but they'll go after the top, top keywords right away. And it's, it's quite a different, it's really been cool for me to work with huge brands and just see the different strategies uh, that people do when they're very, very well funded. And they'll come in right away and aggressively, aggressively run PPC campaigns and external traffic tar targeting their, their top keywords. And uh, they, so they start from the top instead of from uh, the bottom in that sense. I don't know if you just noticed, it's like a ghost in the machine. I saw My that. lights just, just popped. Just let me see. Isn't that wild? Stop it, lights. <laughs> there. How's that? Looks, looks, you look good. All, All right. right. There we go. Okay. So um, let's, it's the bottom of the hour. Uh, now, if you're new, I see that there's a lot of new listeners here. Um, if you're new to this podcast, we have a special giveaway at the end of the podcast. We call it the Wheel of Kelsey. To enter, it's hashtag Wheel of Cal Kelsey. Tag two people, you get a second entry. So uh, our guest today, Ken, has come uh, with a, a really special, great prize. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, definitely. For, uh, for the winner, we'd be really happy to do, I'd be happy to do a one-hour consultation with anyone, no matter what phase of the business you are. For my agency, agency we specifically work with seven, eight, nine figure brands. Uh, simultaneously though, I started super bootstrap and I'd be more than happy to speak to anyone for one hour, no matter what phase of the business you're at. So I hope I can add a lot of value. That's fantastic. So just think of this, you're going to have somebody that's working with seven, eight and nine figure brands for one hour. That's kind of priceless. Anyways, <laughs> uh, to enter hashtag wheel of Kelsey tag two people and you'll get a second entry. Now let's have a word from our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship. Hire through VAA today and now let's get back to the show. Okay, I'm just going to uh, just mention that if you do have a question or a comment, uh, just make sure you throw it into the comment section. We'll be ask, uh, talking about that uh, at the top of the hour. And the other thing to mention, if you're doing anything different in 2023, I'd like to know what it is. So throw it in the comment section and let us all know about that. Okay. So one other thing that people are doing differently nowadays is brand defense. 
and that's using PPC and using your 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 brand name. Uh, is that something that you're talking about? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, some of the brands we work with, like Hexclad, being one of them, which is a multiple nine-figure brand. It's very, very uh, profitable for other people to target, you know, their brand terms, brand search terms, right? So, um, you know, so they'll be running headline ads or the sponsored product ads and, you know, the top spots. So I really put things into two different, and it really depends where you're at if people are coming after your brand or not, right? Um, but so I really put things into two different buckets. You're branded and you're not, you're branded and non-branded right. um, stra strategies, right? So those have very different objectives and, and different goals. So for your branded campaigns, you want those to be very conservative, right? Because in, you want to have a very lean, you know, definitely, you know, less, sub 15% ACoS, really target of a, you know, 10% or so, I would say, because basically you've already paid somehow if someone's coming after your branded search them now maybe they've heard from a friend or maybe you're running external traffic on facebook or something like that so if someone's heard of your brand name they're going to amazon to buy your they're searching for your brand which is amazing congratulations if you're in that situation and then um you know you need you have to really balance how worthwhile it is to spend that money and then there's a conversation to be had if someone else is running their um, their brand above yours, but they've searched for your brand name. If you're running a sponsored product, and I see this a lot, it's interesting. Uh, if you're running a spon you know, sponsored headline ad or something like that above it, the question is, well, would someone skip over that and still buy your brand or are they going to buy someone else's? So sometimes you can also, you don't want to push it too extreme and then make sure you always have the spots because then maybe you're actually cannibalizing your organic sales and you're spending more than you need to. So I love to use search query performance reports for that and see what our market share is essentially. So you can test and say, hey, if I'm always, someone searching for your brand, Hexcloud in this example, if we 100% own the top spots, what is our market share for our, our products? And search query performance report will give you that data. So say if our market share percent is 90% per se, what happens then if we test next week and drastically reduce those branded uh, campaigns. Now, if the market share does not drop significantly at all, maybe it actually could be much more affordable, affordable to be, uh, to really reduce those budgets, right? Cause maybe you're still making those sales. So sometimes it can be very, well, you, everyone needs to investigate that for themselves and test, always be testing, you know? Yeah. This search, uh, query performance report, just in case people don't know where to find it, how can they? Yeah, simply on Amazon in the uh, brand section, uh, you know, click there and it's called search query performance reports. It is the deepest insight into your brand that you could ever wish to see. And I believe you need brand registry in order to yeah, access yeah, that. You so do. make sure you have that, of course. Um, check that out uh, every single Monday. Uh, it's a weekly report you can get. You can also look at it monthly or quarterly, but uh, every Monday the report will populate with the results of your last week and it will show you how many purchases were made um, for that keyword? How many purchases did your brand get compared to the market? So it's amazing. So we like to track all that because ideally we're seeing our mark for our most important keywords. We obviously want to see our market share increase over time. So it, it's just a fantastic thing. What's our click through? We compare everything. What is our click through rate versus the market click through rate on a keyword level? 
you know? So it's very uh, meticulous in, in, in the data. But um, like I said, we've created our own dashboard that we can um, make very actionable, you know, decisions based upon that. So I, you know, I've had one client in particular, I was looking at the data and I noticed two things. We also track your price versus the market price. So I saw two things with one client recently and he, I realized his price, his just did not have a competitive price and he previously was thriving. And then there was a big, for, for many months uh, before he started working with us, there was kind of a, you know, a downtrend for his brand. And then one thing I noticed is his price was about $3 more. It was a less expensive product simultaneously. His price was about $3 higher than the market average because search query performance says, Hey, this is basically how much people want to spend when they search for this keyword. And also his click-through rate was substantially lower. So we did two things. We changed the price and we said, hey, for a certain period of time, let's lower the price. And simultaneously, we changed the main image, which mm. we tested a lot and then added some cool complementary items that showed the product in use to really make it stand out. And uh, true story, you know, within a few weeks, he actually got the best seller badge. Uh, we maintained that lower price for quite some time until eventually we went back and we raised the price a bit so we can generate more profitability. So that had a huge impact. And that was an example of how we used the data to make decisions that ended up making our client a lot more money. Yeah, that's, that's great. And I, I always, uh, well, I always, I talk about uh, people that analyze data versus aesthetics. And it, I mean, ideally it's the best of both, but the people that really kill it on Amazon uh, like friends of mine that I talk to, it all comes down to the data analytics. The people who can look at their analytics, like look at the data and then take action. Those are the ones that win. And yeah. aesthetics is great. Like aesthetics will help you, you know, get the person over to, uh, over to your listing. But if you can understand the data, then you're you've got that chance to to get the sale because you know what you're Absolutely. doing you know the keywords you you know where you can spend your money and like you were just talking about a lot of people are afraid to drop their price well if there's a reason for it and now you bring it up now you get the sales velocity now you get the ranking then you can bring it up yeah if there's a reason for it if there's a very clear reason for it right we don't want to run at a loss forever so doing everything with intentions and saying, Hey, you know, we're going to do this for X amount of time. And then let's, let's see the results. Right. So, okay. Yeah. So let's turn, let's talk about, um, key elements. Uh, so what are the key elements to run brands effectively, uh, uh to scale your Amazon business? Yeah. It's so many different things. I mean, it's, and yes, the data is incredibly important to me. That's, what I'm most fascinated in and where I put my interest, but simultaneously it's really doing, you know, it's doing everything. You can't just the data guys, if they're not teamed up with some incredible creative, you know, they're not going to succeed. And simultaneously, if you don't have your, um, your logistics in place, either you're going to suffer. Right. So when I was getting started in my business, you know, I went from total bootstrap, you know, knowing nothing and just ordering a, a couple hundred units at a time to then scaling up drastically, you know, then the higher level business strategies, which Norm, I'm sure you learned a lot about in EO of just like 
understanding your cash flow, which is, you know, maybe not Amazon. that's not, that's not a, <laughs> that's not an Amazon hack, but if you don't have your cash flow right, your business is going to suffer. Right. And then just really uh, being incredibly meticulous with your inventory management as well, especially as you're growing. I mean, be very on that, right? Because say, you know, Amazon ranks things geographically as well. So say if you, if you're very short on your inventory, and I'll, maybe all of your inventory, you have very low amount of inventory. So you're, you don't have inventory distributed all throughout the country. You know, your ranking in California is going to be different than your ranking in, in New York per se. So you want to find a very healthy uh, amount of inventory to maintain where you're not paying too much storage fees, but simultaneously you're not low stocked, which will cause you to, you know, if Amazon can't ship it to you in, you know, one or two days, your rank is going to be lower essentially. So as you're scaling, you're doing that. And then I'd already mentioned as well, you know, your pay-per-click management is, incre is incredibly important and it is the easiest. I mean, some people are just like hemorrhaging money on, on pay-per-click. So, it, you know, making sure that your negative targeting is done extremely well so that, you know, you have certain rules in place to say, hey, you've gotten 20 clicks on this product, 30 clicks on this product. Everyone has different rules no purchases, I need to make this, this keyword negative, whatever that may be. You really want to, as you're growing, there's just so many ways that you can cut costs to make sure that you're not, um, like I said, hemorrhaging money. So cleaning that up and all the different things as well is like uh, Amazon, as I mentioned, just really rewards bringing in lots of external traffic into their platform. So I would say incorporating that and really, I would say going into the future, focus on building a brand. But it, it's going to be great if you have this issues of uh, do I need to run all these defensive campaigns for my brand and whatnot because so many people are searching for you. And uh, if they are, you're really doing something right. So focus on building a brand, I would say, and complement that with all these Amazon specific strategies that we're talking about. So, yeah, I think everything that you said there is important. Um, the idea about building the brand, Amazon wants you to build a brand. They want that brand community and they're rewarding you. So if you, let's just talk about Amazon posts for a second. You know, um, Sumner Hobart, he uh, put out something last year saying he didn't believe in it. Uh, we were talking mm -hmm. about Amazon posts. He listened to the podcast. He wasn't too sure about it. He put up uh, a bunch of posts, 10, I think, and nothing happened. So he stopped doing it. Then he came back and he says, I want to give you an update. Uh, those posts that I posted, I, I think it was over that 10 day period. Uh, they gave me X number of impressions and click throughs over to my listing. So they, you can't, you, you can't get a sales number, but the click throughs, um, are pretty good. I mean, that's a captivated audience that are coming over. So that's one thing just being brand consistent. So if somebody's going to, your people are micro brands, all of us, mm -hmm. all of us, well, not your nine figure brands, but all of us are micro brands. Um, we sell products that are, it's not a household name. Well, people are going to go to Google. They're going to search you. And if you don't look like you're a brand, either on a one page website, social media, uh, what people are writing about you, if you're using influencers, what are they saying about you? If you don't have that, then you got a problem because people like, let's say that I, I know for myself, I usually will check these orange light bulbs that I'm using in the back. I went on Amazon and I checked these orange light bulbs that are being sold by about seven or eight different brands. And I checked them out 
which was stupid, but I checked them out and because they were a micro brand, I just wanted mm-hmm. to see what they look like. Is it a real company? Is it a broker? What are they? And, um, you know, I went with my decision. People do that all the time. It's just, they're looking yeah. for a red flag. And once Certainly. they see it, they click off and they go to the next one. Yeah. I would also just say with Amazon posts, um, you know, if you look on, you know, your Amazon shopping app and you're scrolling through the Amazon posts have a pretty good placement as well. So yeah. if we're doing these, you know, talking about brand defense, you know, if you're doing Amazon posts, at least that's going to block. If you're, if you have your post there, at least it's going to take up that real estate, which I always see, you know, your product detail page or the, or the, you know, the, the search page as, um, as real estate. So you want to take up as much real estate with your own things as possible compared to any of your competitors. Okay. You know, the other one that I like is the related videos. So with the related videos, um, we, I just mentioned this last week, but we'll get a four minute clip. We'll script it out and we'll talk about uh, what we want to see as a product demo, uh, unboxing, uh, all the main benefits, each benefit in a single video. Uh, and then uh, any features, instructions, uh, ingredients. And then we'll create a thumbnail for each one. And we'll put them along the related videos and we'll fill that carousel up. And then when people look at it, it looks like it's an educational section about wow. your product. And that's just another area that people, are your competitors are not going to fill up with their videos. Yeah, it's really just doing, like I said, it's just doing everything and better and more and going beyond what your competitors would do. And so many things is just like little 1% incremental additions that you're doing, but you do enough of those and it really adds up. So love now, that. let me see. We got it. It's, it's already, wow, 1250. Uh, okay, so do you want to go quickly over? I know we were going to have a one of the talking points was going to be organizing your team structure. Can we get through that in a few minutes? Yeah, certainly. And it really just depends what everyone is, uh, where everyone's at, but in the, in the micro version of that. I mean, so, I mean, quickly enough, my team, we have actually have like 35 people in eight different countries around the world, which has been really amazing. And uh, we have an office in, in Lahore, Pakistan. So shout out to everyone in the office. But um, we, we run everything in different pods, right? So what, what does each brand uh, need, right? You really need one head of the brand that is essentially the project manager that ties everything together. Okay. So the person that's overseeing everything and and connecting it because everything needs to come together harmoniously. PPC expertise or mastery is the most important thing. And I think if you, if your product or brand is not, if you can't succeed with your PPC in some fashion, um, you know, look at, look into that or get help or something, but that's incredibly important. So we have a dedicated PPC person for every brand. We have dedicated inventory management person for every brand. And it's just amazing. I mean, you, there's just, you know, Amazon just takes a little bit more every year. Right. So get very, you know, all these different costs and storage fees and everything like that. So having a dedicated person and also just say shipping from China, storage, 3PL charge to Amazon, having that streamlined, is incredibly important. There's so much savings to be had in that. And then we also have, um, you know, a dedicated person for any Amazon issues or, you know, um, if we're having any problems with uh, your listings taken down or we need to do to upload something, change the titles, bullet points, customer support, anything like that. Uh, that's an incredibly important thing. So 
we have a project manager, inventory management person, PPC, and then um, someone making sure everything is live and fully functional. And that, and that would include, um, you know, our project manager, make sure we use, you know, we use a tool called data dive and we, um, you know, put our top competitors in, into that, plug it in there. And we're going to see, Hey, who has the best title, who has the best pull up bullet points, where's everyone ranking in there. And then we of course track our keywords. We use a program called data Rova, um, to track our keywords daily. And that project manager is then communicating with our PPC team. Like, Hey, our keywords are slipping here for our most important keywords. I think we need to push this a little bit more. So it's kind of how everything flows in together. And Hey, if you're a one man show, those are the different, which I, you know, me and my best friend were running it for just the two of us for quite a while when we were getting started. Well, you know, just be aware these are all the different aspects that you need. And, um, and I didn't mention as well, you know, you're creative. So we usually work with like a lot of great contracts. We have an in-house team as well, but we have a lot of great contractors in our network that just like do incredible product photography videos. I'm in Mexico here as well, which is where I live. So we have some extremely high-end uh, people that do our creative work at a, at a very affordable price, which has been very helpful for me. So photography, videos, graphic design, titles, bullet points, everything. So okay. those are the factors. Yeah. Very good. And all under five minutes. So that was perfect. All right. So Kelsey, uh, questions, please. Okay. First question from Neil. Uh, we're having our suppliers send us 10 units and we're going to get friends and family to do UGC photos and videos for us for free. Do you agree with this approach? Um, you know, it would be curious if, if you're already selling and that's your strategy is say, you know, some people get friends and family to leave some reviews and stuff, uh, which is very common, but be careful with that. Yeah. I would yeah. recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, doing review stuff is the, is the doing review stuff. Yeah. Amazon will can ban your account. Right. So you have to be extremely careful with that. So is that um, worthwhile if they're going to buy that on Amazon, maybe, and then do UGC that can be done. Another program that I use is called join brands. Uh, shout out to Ian for, for making that program, but that's a, an amazing network. I think they have like, a, I God only knows, but like a hundred thousand people that will buy your product on Amazon and create UGC for you. And it costs like $15 plus your unit cost. So that's a very scalable and efficient way to get UGC that I use. Okay. Very good. All right. Uh, next one is from Bassi. Uh, what would you suggest uh, external traffic wise for a beginner? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, for a beginner, it all depends on where you're at in your business and then also your budget. So if you want to do it in a very conservative way, you know, when Norm got into Amazon and I got into Amazon, which is probably just slightly after Norm, um, it was just so easy. And Amazon was just this, uh, golden ticket kind of an opportunity and i what i'm studying and i'm what, what i'm really feeling is that uh you know and tiktok's been out for a while now but the amount of reach that you can get through organic tiktok videos is pretty crazy you know youtube doesn't come close to it in these different channels you know short form video content essentially so i think there's a tremendous opportunity especially if you want to have a conservative budget to offer lots of people free products have them create all this short form content, perhaps posted on, you know, um, TikTok, Instagram, all, you know, YouTube shorts, and the amount of reach that you can get from that is fantastic. Besides that, you can also, you know, the very common thing is running uh, Google ads, of course, and, and Facebook is the classic one. 
Okay, I just noticed that uh, Neil was saying uh, not reviews, just use UGC. Yeah, that would be fine. Like if you're yeah, using, absolutely. yeah, yeah, use all the friends and family you can, uh, you know, get them. <clears throat> one of the, one of the things that we've done is, and we use a company uh, called Bilio. Uh, we'll get them to uh, create a video, whatever we want. Like it could be a unboxing, it could be a product demo, whatever it is. They provide us with a, uh, a 4K uh, video and then we'll take screen captures. So we get the video and we also get uh, a bunch of photos. We just use them in our social media, repurpose it, you know, and then we'll combine um, some videos with other videos that we get done. And it works out really well. If you want to do that with your uh, friends and family, you could do exactly the same thing. That's no problem with that yeah. at all. And then put it in your listing too, perhaps, you know, yeah. UGC, people love seeing UGC. So if there's lots of people using your product, uh, depending on what it is, but you know, lots of people using your product, cut it up all together and put it in your image. That's, you know, definitely like a kind of a validation potentially for potential for potential buyers. Right. All right. Uh, let me see from Rad. Uh, can we recruit affiliates through uh, inserts on our packaging? That's a great question. You know, I would say Amazon really cracked down on inserts. Um, how long ago? About a year and a half or two, a few years, a couple years ago. So it all depends. I mean, don't say anything. Perhaps if you do, don't say anything at all about just be so conservative in everything you do. I wouldn't ask them to, them to do too much. And honestly, I'd probably stay away from inserts for the most part now. Do you? Okay. I'm kind of curious about that. Because my understanding on inserts is that Amazon cracked down on people that had specific inserts uh, for specific Amazon products. If you had an insert that you had and it was sold at Walmart, sold at retail, then it wouldn't be a problem as long as you're yeah. not, as long as uh, that crazy phrase, I just saw it the other days, I bought something. If you liked uh, like it, this. Yeah. yeah, then click uh, click here or scan our QR code. If you don't, click here. And I went, are you kidding? Yeah. I, I couldn't believe I got it. But if it would have just been a, like a generic, uh, like with your insert uh, product warranty code, if it was something that wasn't Amazon specific and it was gen generic, just like your social media or your website, you, you could put your website Certainly. on your packaging. You know, it, it's... Certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely, yeah, yeah. I've gotten just, I just kind of have stopped doing all inserts. Got away from it completely. The brands that are working with are already doing it. Yeah. But yeah, you can, you know, you can definitely say, hey, um, give, well, the thing is any sort of incentivization, you know, just be careful with in general. But, um, yeah. you know, certainly if, especially if you have a high volume of people buying your products, it would be cool to um, get them to take some UGC and, and share it in some way. Just be, be really thoughtful and, and, don't ever don't mention the word review. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, we we have a, a client that uh, just says tag us, and they oh. show this really high end uh, knife. So very popular knife on uh, Amazon, and they just tag, and then they use it in posts. And he gets hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tags, and it's just great. It's just free awesome. UGC. Uh, All Love right. That. Uh, we have a comment from CoolHand99. Uh, cutting costs to not continually bleed money is something I've been currently working on. Uh, knowing what to cut and what not to cut is something I've struggled with. 
but I'm getting better at it. Maybe do you have any uh, advice for him? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, um, you know, look at your search query performance reports and also look at your search term reports on PPC. I just realize and just, and then add common sense to that and compare that to your, those keywords to your product and think, is this, if someone searches for this keyword, are they really intending to buy my product? And if it's not highly relevant at all, then then probably just cut that, right? And then, you know, I, I like to use other tools like Scale Insights and things like that. And you can just really see like, okay, if this is my conversion rate, say my conversion rate is 10% for this particular product, well, and this is my margin, this is the max cost per click that I can really have if I want to run at least at a break even or whatever it may be. So you have your different objectives, whether it's ranking or profitability on a keyword level for, for pay-per-click. And um, if it doesn't align with that objectives, then, then just drastically reduce it, the, the cost there, but make sure, you know, yeah, look at all the data and then you as the business owner is the one with the common sense to, to know if that keyword's even worth pursuing. All right, next. All right, we got two more uh, from Bassi. What about Amazon Insights? I'm not sure if this is supposed to be Inspire, um, but yeah. I'm actually not, I'm not sure about the, the question actually. Uh, what about Amazon Inspire? I guess it's the, I think, I think they meant Amazon Inspire, um, the kind of like TikTok style um, video program or beta program they have. Right oh, that's really cool. I have not experimented with that yet, but um, short form video content is the way. And if that's what that is, I would, it's certainly worth exploring in a similar way to Amazon posts. Kelsey, have mm -hmm. you experienced Amazon Inspire? Uh, no, in Canada, it, it's at least on my Amazon account, like I don't have access to it actually. So I haven't been able to use it, but I know um, Raphael from, um, we met him on the on online seller cruise yeah, sure. uh, he really, really liked it. And he was saying like the, uh, the placement of it is like, you can go to inspire directly, like right next to like the buy the add to cart. So like just the placement itself, uh, yeah. means that Amazon is really pushing, pushing it. that, um, cause that's like a prime location for mm. it. Um, awesome. So well, super I, I learned something then, and, uh, I would love to test it a lot with some of the brands that we work with and maybe come back and, and share some results. Yeah, the Inspire uh, button, you can check it on your phone, Ken. Just go down, uh, and you'll see that there's a new icon. It looks like a little uh, uh, person, and you just click on there, and you'll get into Inspire. Uh, we're in Canada. We don't have access to it. But um, anyways, uh, if you do that, you can check it out. And, and they also have a really good uh, web page on Inspire. Yeah, I'm not sure how to get placements. Bassi's asking, how do we get placements on Inspire? Um, I'm not sure exactly. I've never used it myself. We'll have to get somebody that, uh, again, unfortunately, that's something we haven't used. Uh, but I know that there's a lot of people saying a lot of positive things. And we'll try to get somebody on, our, on the podcast to talk about it. Okay. And our last question from Neil. Uh, if we can have seven or eight bullets, should we do that to take up more real estate on the page? And should we make the bullets longer so it takes up more, even more real estate? I don't think necessarily. You, you know, my, um, my opinion is that people just read less and less. And for the most part, um, I have our bullet points, you know, with good copywriting, good sales copy, calling out your main keywords and the most important you know, sort of benefits of the product. And, and I, I think most people don't really read them anymore. And we use 
we really use um, kind of graphics and and really large callout text on our main, on our all of our images to that's where we focus on. So in terms of taking up real estate, that's not yeah. a strategy we really use. I, I I'm the same. I don't at launch. I'll squeeze in as much as I can into a bullet, but within 30 days, I'll be switching them over to a much smaller, more engaging bullet. Just, just like you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Great. Okay. So I think that's it for uh, questions. Okay. So last chance, if this is the first time, and I see that there's a lot of new viewers on here. If this is the first time listening to the podcast, we have something, a little segment at the end called Wheel of Kelsey, where we give away a really great prize every podcast. If you'd like to enter, it's hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people and you get a second entry. And Ken is generous enough to give us one hour of his time to one lucky winner. So uh, we're going to go to a sponsor and then we're coming right back. So this is your last chance to enter. All right. So, Kelsey, hit that button. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by SureGo Marketing. Ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram? SureGo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With SureGo Marketing, you could build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit SureGoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, Ken, I'm just, I am going crazy here, but I know in Mexico you have the incredible Mexican Coca-Cola right? You still yeah. use natural sugar, real sugar. I, I'm a Coke zero sugar fanatic. Mm. I, I drink about six to 10 of these a day. I shouldn't, but I do. I'm going crazy. And we've got 17 people on here. I just did a post. Something's up. I don't know what, and this is a conspiracy going on here. I opened this at the beginning. Okay. Okay. My Coke Zero goes flat after 15 to 20 minutes now. This started about a month ago, and it it's completely mm. flat. So I'm just kind of curious if anybody else is a Coke Zero fan, what the heck is happening? Like, this is completely, completely flat. So anyways, conspiracy theories, new one. Something's happening with Coke Zero. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Awesome. If you if you win the wheel, the wheel spin, Norm, I'll send you some Mexican Coke all the way to Canada. All right. There we go. <laughs> now, just in case the NSA is listening, we're talking about Coca-Cola. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> all right. So, Kelsey, let's have that uh, the wheel of Kelsey. Uh, before we do, Ken, yep. how, how can people uh, contact you or um, find you? Yeah. Yeah, um, please go to fullcircleagency.com and check us out. Um, if you just, you know, hit a, hit the button there to contact us. Um, we primarily focus on seven, eight, and nine-figure brands, and we do full-service operations for them. But also just recently started doing just uh, pay-per-click advertising as well, specifically to tailor to, to all brands, basically. So um, even if you just want to talk for a little bit or have any questions, just please go to fullcircleagency.com and and send us a message. Very good. All Thank right. You. Now hit that button. 
All right, here we go. It's time for the Wheel of Elsie. Thank you, everyone, for entering today's Wheel of Kelsey. I'm going to just shuffle these up. And we do this every single podcast, so make sure you enter every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you are the winner, please email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com and Redbeard. Our last entry. All right. Congratulations, Congrats. Redbeard. Make sure you email me, k at lunchwithnorm.com. You're from YouTube, so you, you got to contact me. I, I can't... Uh, uh, reach out to you so um that would be great and yeah uh, we posted the full circle agency link uh here so check them out and i think that's it okay so ken if you could uh we're going to remove you from the podcast but just stay backstage for a second uh and we'll get right back to you but anyways thank you so much for coming on and talking about the different topics today it was really great talking with you the time flew by i can't believe it's already 10 after one anyway Thank you, sir, and love to have you back. Want more great information? Don't forget to subscribe by clicking here. Also, if you want to check out our latest podcasts, click over here. Lunch with the, lunch with the, lunch with the.